0: Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love date. I am Danika and today we are going to be discussing 90 day OG. So before we do, I have hot goss. I have a little, quick little announcement. Somewhat um, so Let's get into it. So, the hot goss. Statler of Statler and Dempsey from B90 seems to be a viewer like all of us. And it seems that she doesn't just extend her criticism to her castmates, but to all people who are on this franchise. And she's coming for Rob. So, she has put some messages out there into the world, and they go as such. Just did a deep dive, um, hyper focus into Rob's upbringing, went down a rabbit hole, and ended up on his mom's Facebook page. Damn. He grew up in Overland Park, Kansas, which was listed as one of the top three richest cities in America. Okay, let's continue. And looking at his family's pages, plural, he would have a place to stay. He'd never be on the street, and he very doubtfully had a hard uh, truly life. Not quite making sense there. What? before we go any further with these messages, ma'am, we don't know people's reasons for things or why they say things now. Is Rob maybe hyperbolic? Absolutely. Is he trying to make himself to look like a martyr? Probably. But we still don't know people's situations. You can't base things on on that. Ma'am, there's things about you we don't know. Or you haven't divulged yourself, then we know because people also do the same you're doing. So it's just, don't, don't come. Like, of course, he probably will always have a place to stay, even with his mother. No doubt about it. We don't think she would leave her kids out on the street to figure life out. But this man did move to California particularly LA, because he wanted to have a career in acting or modeling or whatever the fuck. So in that sense, he would be on the street if he didn't have a way home. He didn't have a way to communicate, you know, like maybe I'm being hyperbolic, but it's just, that's not enough. Anyways, let's keep going. It is interesting to hear that Maybe this man comes from a little bit of money, um, at the very least, with what he kind of says about Sophie. Because it kind of sounds like him and Sophie are very similar or in the same boat, not wanting to rely on their family's money if his family has money. So it that part of it is interesting because, like, okay, yeah, come for Sophie for something that she can't control. She comes from money, whether she exerts her privilege or not, or takes advantage of her privilege or not, um, is besides the point because she says that she doesn't. So it's it's interesting that you know he constantly like brings that up if he's someone who is in a similar boat. Anyways. She continues on by saying, Stowler continues on by saying, Rob's mom, and she actually has a picture of his mother. I'm going to get there in a second. Who would 100% never let him live on the streets or whatever he said? His uncle is Jim Warren, former program director at San Diego State University, and his other uncle is Donald Warren, a co-director at Johns Hopkins. Goddamn. He'd be fine. LMAO. Now, here's what I going to say. Again, his uncle lives in, I'm assuming, San Diego, not Los Angeles. And I don't believe San Diego and Los Angeles are close to each other. And then we're talking about his other uncle who works for Johns Hopkins, which is, isn't Johns Hopkins, oh God, where is Johns Hopkins now? Is that Florida. Because I'm just trying to remember, based on um, the little couple, remember when she moved because she got a job at Johns Hopkins, for those who remember, actually watched the show or remember the show, they used to live in Florida, and they, and they no, no, sorry, they used to live in Florida then, or West Florida, but she moved from where she was in Florida to um, a different place in Florida, but anyways wherever Johns Hopkins is, it's not in California. So what help is that? You know what I mean? And again, just because his uncles maybe have a little bit of money doesn't mean they're obligated to help Rob. That's not their problem. Um, and we don't know the relationship he may have with his uncles. And then with his mom, again, I said this already. I don't think she would leave either of her kids on the street. However, this woman has posted a picture of of Rob's mom out there for the world. Maybe Rob's mom didn't want to be out there in the world. I don't know. I mean, I will post the text, like the messages of, of Statler... But I don't want to post the picture of his mom, so I will be cropping her out because I think it's not fair unless we see Rob's mom at the wedding, which obviously we are not going to know that because I'll be posting this before that. Then yes, there you go, you get to see a picture of his mom, but I'm not going to post the picture of of his mom because she might want to be on camera, and now she's out there because of Staller. That's unfair. Like, why would you do that? Um so what um yes, I will post her messages, but I am going to crop his mom out. If you really want to go and see that, I'm sure you can. Um by going on Statler's like other Twitter account. Um, I think this might have been Twitter a Twitter account, Instagram, whatever it is, you can find it that way if you really want to know what his mom looks like. Um, she looks like a very cute little woman, and that's all I'm going to say. anyway, Statler continues on by saying, my passion for my dislike for some people feels from CIA type stuff inside of me. So she's basically saying, I'm a woman who I investigate basically. Rob, Rob <laughs> did come forward. Um, so with this too, just because he is posting the post of Statler's and his mom does appear, she's very small, but I am going to block her out just because I, 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 I mean, Rob posted it, yes, but this woman is not on the camera, on camera for whatever reason, um, so I, I don't want to do something that isn't fair to his mother, so stop, um, Rob responds by saying the following, I can literally explain everything in my life, only a bitter, jealous person would put so much effort into discrediting someone. Now, I'm not going to say she's jealous. I don't think she's jealous. However, I, I do, I know Statler has ADHD and she probably is hyper-focused on one thing, which I get, but I do have to agree that why go to such lengths to discredit somebody? Rob's not worth it. Like, we all know he's an ass and he's a narcissist and he's full of shit. We don't need to go through a deep dive into his life to figure that out. I'm not doing it. No one else has done it. Goddamn, Seller should be a freaking investigative journalist. And not in, i probably in numbers or something. Like, anywhere. Um. So he continues on by saying Statler is not the only one out there either. I literally had to ask my mom if I was related to a Jim or a Donald because my family is not close like that. So there we go. He's not saying that I'm not related to these two men. I'm just saying that I don't know them or maybe he's not close with them or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm going to have a little bit of a, a theory here, um, a little bit, tiny bit. He continues on to say, my move to Olith, Kansas, which is a small town near Overland Park, Kansas. So he's trying to say that he actually didn't live in this rich town or whatever. Apparently, from what I've overheard, Olith, Olith, I think I'm saying that right, is, um, not that small of a town, but nonetheless, I think Rob is trying to do damage control. This doesn't look good for the image he is trying to put out there into the world. So, but here's my theory. I'm not saying it's right, but th- this man is from Kansas and his family is from Kansas. This could be not it. This could be just families not getting along that is definitely a a point, a topic, talk about, but I have seen it many times, I think the world has seen it many times, that sometimes, even in the 90s, because he is, well, they say he's 32, so I'm assuming he's 32 now, he might have been 32 then, but nonetheless, he's either born in 91 or maybe late 80s into the early 90s, depending. And what I'm going to say is, even though it's the 90s that he was potentially born, his, he's born from a white mother and a black father, where it maybe wasn't fully accepted yet, we still have a lot of work to do when it comes to black people, not interracial, you know, and, um, it is very possible that her family wanted nothing to do with her or Rob or her other kid or daughter, um, because of the fact that they are mixed race. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, that is, the, I think his mom doesn't go mom now. I don't think mom and dad are together, but that could very well have been the case. We don't know people's lives, and we're not gonna learn everything about a person in, you know, a series or a season. We're not gonna know that. And really, truly, really, it is not our business. So for Styler to come out here and insinuate things, stir the pot more. When again, let me reiterate, there are things my girl has not come out saying about her family, her upbringing. Yes, we know she's orphaned and she was adopted. We know all those things, but it goes a lot deeper and she's not saying it. So how would she feel if someone who was hyper-focused enough went into, dig deeper into her life. And which honestly, that that is what happened. That's exactly what happened. Um, so I don't know. It's not okay. But nonetheless, I am going to post the the text messages between of Statler and then Rob's response. But again, as mentioned, I am going to be cropping his mother out just because she was never put out there before, and, you know, shame on you, Statler, for posting a picture of his mother. We didn't need to see that part. Anyway, while we're still on the Rob kick, Sophie has posted um, something on it, something Instagram or whatever, basically trying to tell people to lay off a Rob, and she says this. My page is a place for positivity. I mind my business, I say out of hate comments and drama, and I don't mind people expressing their opinions And as of course, that will happen being on a TV show. However, some of the comments I read about Rob are giving bullying. I understand people don't like how he treated me at the time. However, no one deserves to get such horrible things said about them. My page isn't a place to be mean about Rob or anyone in general. Also, maybe people can go to his page and try to get to know him a bit more. How? He's like, okay, modeling and shit. But um before deciding to just hate him based on his actions nearly two years ago. I I appreciate the support so much, but it would be nice if it can be shown without also having to put other people down. Let's stay kind, okay, Sophie. A couple of things. Number one, yes, I agree with her. We don't know these people to be mean, but again, you just what happens. You put yourself out there, so we are gonna have commentary about how a person is. Number two, actions that happened nearly two years ago, like it, changed. Narcissist is always going to be a narcissist. They don't become a reformed narcissist. I will be talking about that in 90 Day Diaries. <laughs> but they don't become reformed. It's not a fucking thing. So, nice try, but okay. And then number three, you would appreciate if people would be kinder to him. Ma'am, you and your mom are not kind to him. So of course the rest of the world's gonna be like, well, I mean, if she's fucking not kind to him, and Claire keeps calling him a knob, aka a dick, like you know, then why not? We're gonna do the same. So anyway, I will be posting that as well. But that is it for Hot Cross. I know the time was very Rob and Sophie heavy, but announcement, quick announcement. So Bachelor has started as of yesterday. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. So kind of like we've done before, Bachelor will come a little later, trying to go in order of shows, but everything comes in the first two days, Sunday and Monday, with maths following on a Wednesday. So those will come, but the 90-day apps will probably come first. And I have a surprise. I have a surprise. So I wasn't sure about love and translation, how that was going to be. Am I going to have to read people all the time? And how's that going to work? I watched this show, I think hopefully like everyone else and thought, this show is genius. The show is genius. And it's going to be stupid fun, Kind of has an F boy Island feel in terms of the stupid fun aspect of it, and I have thoughts and I have feelings and guess what, guys? I am covering love and translation, so um, that will probably be the next thing you get, just because that aired on Sunday. So that's gonna be I'm gonna try to do it like this because yeah, um, it's, it keeps me sane. So. Love and Translation will be the next thing that you get, and, um, yeah. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I enjoyed it. It was better than I expected it would be. I think this is what, um, Milf Island needed to be, personally, although that was great trash. Um, so yeah, I will be covering Love and Translation, so we are getting two new shows this week, starting this week with Love and Translation and The Bachelor, so we are still leaving Maths where it is as a full recap episode, Below Deck Met has just ended as of yesterday, I haven't watched it yet, so we are at least getting one show off our plate, and I believe regular Below Deck doesn't start until um, February, if I'm correct. So we'll have a little bit of reprieve there, but again, the Below Deck episodes are not hard for me to record and edit, so that's fine. But that's what we're doing. But again, with Love is Wind coming very soon, that does mean that maths will probably be pushed back at least for that first week. We will see how it goes for the second week, if maths is still going, um, just because we are getting six episodes that first week. So maths will probably have to be pushed back because of it. Um, and, uh, possibly love and translation might have to get pushed to a bonus as well. We will see, but for sure, for sure, maths will be pushed, um, for bonus for at least that first week while um, we get through those six freaking episodes of Love is Blind. So that's what is happening. So, but that is it for announcements for everything on top of the episode. Let's go into the episode, So 90 day OG season 10 episode 14 from this day forward. So I feel like this episode was kind of like little bits of each couple. Um, it was a little more heavy with, um, Clayton and Emily, but I feel like I was getting little bits. Um, but let's get into it. So Rob and Sophie, let's just finish them up so we don't have to talk about them anymore. So we see Claire and Sophie in the car as we saw them leave in last episode. And Claire's like, why are you so calm? Aren't you mad? Like, what the hell? And Sophie's like, of course I am. And that's kind of what she's like. You know, he thinks he's always right and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay. I mean, I understand Claire being like, why the fuck are you so calm? Because that's how it maybe looks. But at the same time, it's like, okay, maybe she's stewing on the inside. Like, let her regulate her emotions as she so sees fit or whatever. So Claire makes, though, a very good point here. Claire says he's going to make you go psycho because of the fact that She can clearly see he is gaslighting her, which is true. He's definitely, this is tough, just because I do see both sides of this, despite the fact that I don't like Rob, I see both sides, and (laughs) chances are, yes, he is gaslighting her, but at the same time, it's like, but I mean, it's not like Sophie didn't know she was coming into by moving under the circumstances like she knew he didn't have a bathroom in his space and i i I don't know but i do hear i understand what claire is saying because i think generally speaking that is how it is so and again we have seen like even his friends be like sir Like the fuck you say, like, you know, which is just a pure sign of this guy is a dick. He is a (laughs) top. So anyway, she says like, you know, he's gaslighting you and she says, you won't be the same Soph in six months if you were to stay with him, which again, yeah, that's what happens. Unfortunately, when you're with a person who is a narcissist and is capable of being abusive, most likely verbally and emotionally and mentally. And it's just, yeah. But again, that is a choice that she made. She knew, she's been with this man for what, two, three years. She knows who this person is. And yet, She continues to stay. But I have to keep reminding myself that she's 23 years old. And I think if we can all remember how we were at 23, we were stupid and dumb and made bad choices. I, for one, definitely did. Like, (sighs) I married my ex, I I think it was 23, 24. We were the same age, mind you. But uh, it's hard to say this. I loved him, don't get me wrong, but I wish I didn't marry him under the circumstances that we had. But at the time you think you know it all. But then when you're kind of allow your brain to finish developing and you allow yourself to just mm, marinate, <laughs> I guess, then you're able to kind of say, that was a bad decision. I shouldn't have done that. But she's too young to get there. She still thinks she knows it all, and that she's making the right decision. And she's not. Because I guarantee you, when she's 25, 26, 27, And she looks back at the men she chose, like I think a lot of us do. You're just like, oh my god, why did I do that? But when you add a fact that you have a marriage with one of those people, they're just like, what the fuck did I do? It's so hard. It's traumatizing. I want her to very much not marry this man. Not because of him, but because I know she's going to regret her choice in marrying him because she's not ready. Ugh. Anyway, now we are at this cute little restaurant called Inglewine. Inglewine. Are you kidding me? you couldn't do better than calling a restaurant in Inglewood Lod. Anyways, so we're at Englewine. <laughs> um, and Claire's like, "So, what are you gonna do now?" And she doesn't know. She doesn't know what she's gonna do. Which is fair. You're not gonna know what you're gonna do right after everything has just happened. Claire says, "I came to. I came to L.A. with an open mind. Mm, okay." But he has anger issues. Now, I highly doubt Claire came in this with an open mind, but okay. And at the same time, Rob, yes, does have anger issues. I think, I think where Rob is concerned, I think he hates the world. Because maybe he expects that something should be coming his way and it's not. So I think it goes so much more deeper than just he has anger issues. I think he hates the world. Anyway, Rob apparently messages Sophie this video randomly of a a nice car saying like, this could be ours. The fuck is happening here? And Claire's like, oh, he's trying to do damage control. And I said, "Mm mm-mm. He is love bombing her. He does what he's doing. He is trying to draw her back in because he knows, okay, as Sophie says, he wouldn't be messaging me right now if he thought I was in the wrong. He knows he's in the wrong. And that's why he's messaging me. But he's not messaging me saying, I'm sorry for whatever it is, whether it's how he reacted. I don't think he should necessarily apologize for his living conditions because it's better than nothing. But, you know, he could apologize for his reaction, for sure. He's not doing that. He's not apologizing. Instead, he's kind of saying, look at this nice car that could be ours. Let me draw you back in. And it's just, it's gross. It's fucking gross. And again, she <laughs> this is what happens. Like when she, you know, found the online cheating stuff as she then makes excuses for he um Does the right things and draws her back in, and it's just like she needs to have a little bit of a backbone with him. I think all women really should, but is like you know, you love your man, and you kind of, you know, melt into him or whatever, you need to have some sort of a backbone, because like, it's like men sense that, they sense when you're just weak, I don't know, but, or he knows the things to, to get at to make you that way, so it's just a more to have a little bit of backbone where Rob is concerned, but anyway, she doesn't respond back, I don't think, And, um, Sophie says that he needs to sit and stew and know that I can leave. And that's, yeah, he, he, yeah. But again, you've done it before and you went back 24 hours later. So she says that he needs to take accountability. Yes, that's fair. And mom asks, like, so what are the chances that this could work out? And Sophie says, 50-50. Claire is shocked, actually. She thought, for sure, Sophie would say, like, you know, this is definitely going to work out, basically. Um, Claire basically says, like, if you marry him, I don't think this it's going to work out if you marry him. So, I don't think so either. And I mean, from what we've heard... Spoiler alert if you haven't heard, skip ahead of like 10 seconds. They're not together. They're not together. So, Clara's right. Anyway, spoiler over. Let's move on. So, Sophie and her mom have been to the hotel. There have been no text since the weird ass video. Claire thinks that maybe he's wallowing in self-pity in his little place. And I said, Claire, <laughs> his little place. Come on. Claire says Sophie will not be, I don't know what I said. I think she said Claire occurs that that she wouldn't be marrying him, that she shouldn't be marrying him at all. I'm not sure exactly what I wrote there. Sorry guys. Moving on. Um she has doubts about the the wedding which under these circumstances, right? Meanwhile, Rob is at the laundromat doing him doing his laundry and dry and tie are also showing up, and he kind of they kind of ask like you know how are you feeling, and he's like I'm nervous, and they ask like well good nervous bad nervous, and Rob is like well bad nervous, and he explains to them what happened earlier, um, and um he kind of says like she gives every opinion under the book. That's not the correct saying. Isn't it every opinion like under the sun? Cause it's the whole fucking world, not just under this book. That is probably minimal because you can only put so much under a book. Like what? <laughs> anyway. Um They basically say like well, we know how you can get like once like someone you know, comes at you like that, which is telling, (laughs) um, he basically says at this point, Rob, that he doesn't respect Claire anymore based on the fact that she said, like, you're not man enough, I guess, because you don't have a better place. He says, and I said, why'd you have to go here just because they're British? But he says, even if you're a queen of England, like, I wouldn't respect you. And I said, leave queen Elizabeth. May she rest out of this, um, and what are you gonna do? Even if she didn't, you know what I mean. Anyways, moving on. So they ask, like, you know, how are you feeling about everything? Like on a scale of one to ten, where are you at in terms of marrying her? And he says, "Well, I'm like a four, which isn't even a passing grade." So, which is kind of just goes to show she says 50-50, he says 4 y'all shouldn't be getting married and aren't they getting married in like 20 days or something, like this is nuts Durai says like so you're just going to throw 3 years away then, but he's like well, you know I don't, I don't know, I don't think Robert really like responded to that but Ty feels like This marriage is not going to happen. And Tarai says, no, I think it's going to happen. But I think Rob is going to be miserable. Sophie's going to be marrying him for all the wrong reasons. What reasons? You think a green card? Sir, she lives in fucking England. It's not a thorough country. She's good. where she was. Come on now. Anyway... (laughs) Unless she's trying to, you know, advance her modeling career, then LA is the place to be. But anyways, he says, yeah, so Sophie's going to marry him for the wrong reasons. And he says, and then ultimately it's going to end in divorce. Okay. I mean, I definitely think it's going to end in divorce. They're not going to stay together. And Rob then says that, you know, as he's told her before, he has up until he as I do. I said, also well, does she. She has the same thing as you. That is it for Rob and Sophie. Let's move on really fucking quickly to Nikia and Justin Igor. Um so they are going horseback riding. Um, and he mentioned something about mirrors and shit. I'm like, okay, whatever, moving on. She tells him, Listen, why did I come to Moldova? I came not to fight with you. And I said, well, okay, and just, whatever, moving on, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he starts, like, yelling at her, about like, you're not focusing, and, you know, you keep focusing on the past or some shit, like, he just goes off about, like, not focusing, and watching him, it's like, this is so cringe, because he's exerting his power right now, <laughs> Because Yvonne told him to. And it felt so ugh, It's like, you're trying way too hard. Because she's so confused. Because she's like, "What the fuck is this coming from? She's like, I, I thought we were fine. I, like, r- rubbed your stomach and said, like, come to bed. And you did. And everything was fine. And now all of a sudden, you're trying to, like, exert this toxic masculinity in my direction. Like, what the fuck? She's very confused. Which makes it feel even worse because, like, okay, you're just yelling at her to yell at her. Like, what's going on here? It was so fucking weird. Then we get like an in the moment where he says, Well, Yvonne told me to do this. And it's like, I don't think Yvonne told you to be a fucking asshole. I think he just told you to, you know, quote unquote, man up, you know, like take back the masculine part of the, of the relationship. Like, that's basically what he was trying to say. Like, not to be an asshole for no fucking reason while you're taking her horseback riding. It's so fucking weird. But um, anyway, they make it to the horseback riding place and he kind of says like, so let's focus. He still talks about the focusing. Um, anyways. And you know, let's hug before we go and do this shit or some shit anyways he noticed um oh sorry he introduces himself as justin i noticed here two things i didn't mention this before while they were in the car on the way to the i guess the ranch um she calls him igor you notice she calls him igor when she's mad at him (laughs) and then here he introduces himself as justin i said sir you're in Moldova, honey. Your name's Igor. Anywhere you go in this world, though, your name is Igor. Why are you introducing yourself to this Moldovan woman as Justin? <laughs> it's, 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 I don't understand. Anyways, um, they um apparently went horseback riding about 15 years prior when they were together before, and then she took some photos together with them. Actually, horseback riding, so he kind of wants to recreate that. So, this woman who's helping them with the horseback riding lessons or whatever, I noticed, and I'm gonna chalk this up as English is her second language, but she does say therapeutical, and that's not the right word, it's therapeutic. (laughs) But, like I said, I'm gonna give her a pass because English is most likely her second language, anyways. Justin Eagor says nice ass to the horse, not Nikki, and after they do this, after they they take photos, um, they talk afterwards, and he apologizes for his toxic masculinity a few moments ago, but anyways, he's like, I don't want to hurt you, but you just randomly yelled at her for no fucking reason he's like, I hope you love me and not judge me, okay, and um, she of course loves him, she always will love him, blah, 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 and I wrote some other stuff, because I don't care, and she says to him, like, so let's enjoy our engagement party, he's down for it, she says, like, yeah, sure I can move on to somebody else, but he's my soulmate. Ugh. And my perfect match. Wrong show, honey. Wrong network. <laughs> and um and I don't think that I can do better than him. And she follows that up with by saying, and I know he can't do better than me. Yes, honey. Because I know for a damn fact, my man can't do better than me. He's damn well tried, and it's failed. (laughs) Anyways, that is it for Nikki and Justin Igor. Let's move on to Ashley and Manuel again. Not a lot here. Well, enough, but not a lot. So we are at Niagara Falls on the obviously american side um it's been so long since i've been to niagara falls i think because we have niagara falls obviously on our side over here too um it's been a while since i've been early 20s i think like 10 or so years ago um there's not a lot honestly to do niagara falls niagara falls you go for other things really and truly but when you are younger yeah. Tend to just look at the falls. Um, but, anyways, so he is definitely surprised that he is at Niagara Falls. He apparently has been talking about the falls since before he even got to the States. So, Manuel mentions here that he considers Niagara Falls to kind of be one of the seven wonders of the world. Now, I was shocked because I'm like, wait a minute, it is? That's cool. I kind of like to see that is the case. Everybody, it is not a seven wonder of the world. The seven wonders of the world are as follows, the Colosseum in Italy, uh, Petra in Jordan, uh, Chicken Itzia, I think, I'm pretty sure I probably said that wrong, Um, in Mexico, Christ the Redeemer in Brazil, Machu Picchu in Peru, Taj Mahal in India, and the Great Wall of China, which I don't think I need to tell you where that is. So that's the seven wonders of the world. Unfortunately, Niagara Falls is not one of them. But Niagara Falls is amazing, nonetheless. It's a huge energy source. So, yeah, that's still very cool. It's just not a seven wonder of the world. So as I starts having this hard conversation about you know adapting to the states, basically adapting with the spending habits of people in the states versus. His spending happens back in Ecuador. But he says, like, why waste all the money you make just save? Which again, I do understand saving, but you do have to pay your bills. You should be able to put some money aside to have something fun in your life. Um so you can't always just save. It's it's a sad world to live in if you can't enjoy your money. But he says, why bring money to the States? I guess, like, he had money but didn't bring it with him. He says, why bring it to the States? Like, like, that would have not made any sense. Now, doesn't make me wonder, because I just know, like, with the equivalent of, like, Canadian money versus Jamaican money, Um, it's, it's, um, it may may make no sense, but I'm curious to know what the conversion rate is, um, U.S. dollar to Ecuadorian dollar. I don't know what that is, but let's find that out. One dollar in Ecuadorian money, whatever that is, is basically 26,200, whatever the um, the, um, the money is there. Not a lot. I mean, well, here's what I'll say. That's very similar to, it's even worse, but it's very similar to Jamaican money as well. You know how much you need to have to do anything? That may sound like a lot. It's not. So that's what he's trying to get at. It would make like no sense. (laughs) <laughs> so that's what's uh that's what's going on with that just to put that all in perspective so because she kind of has this look of like what do you mean of course you should have brought it it would have done nothing in the states absolutely nothing so why wouldn't he just give that to his family and be done she's like i can't believe this is happening here but like ma'am you started the conversation in the first place he basically says, like, don't talk about money. You know, it makes me mad, blah, blah, blah. But in English, she's like, but you brought up the money situation. Ma'am, there's a reason you said it in English. Because if you said it in Spanish, you would have said, no, but you started this conversation in the first place. The reason you said it in English is because you knew he would say that to you. That's dirty that's fucking, dead. say that shit in Spanish, say that shit in Spanish, make him ass know what the fuck you just said, he just, he did not start this conversation, he wants to enjoy Niagara Falls, and you're bringing up a conversation about money, and how he should adapt, and all this shit, like, ma'am, shut up, right now, yes, I, I love that you guys are communicating, because that's what I want you guys to do, been ranting and braving about it, but when you're taking him to Niagara Falls, when he's been so excited to go and he's been talking about Niagara Falls since before he even got there, have this conversation at home, <laughs> not on a rock while the falls are falling. <laughs> you know, it's so stupid. But, anyways, he's just like, you know, I love him, but sometimes he gets my gears going or whatever. And I was like, yeah, men that's meant for you. She tells him, I got your back. I will fight for, you know, the relationship. And basically says, like, will you do the same? And of course he says like, he would obviously do the same. So I guess like this weird conversation is now over. So weird. He says like, you know, they do have different, they are, sorry, they are different. But communication is key. So can we start having a little more of it? Just you know, time and place matters. You know, that's like that's like me and my like my boyfriend having a conversation while we're like ha- like having a hard conversation while we are I don't know like Wonderland. If you are Canadian, you know that's a an amusement park. But it's just like there's a time and there's a place and maybe while I'm like, you know, at Wonderland, isn't it? <laughs> Anyways. So they are going on the Maid of the Mist. Now, I don't think, I'm not sure if ours over here is called the Maid of the Mist. I've always been on the impression that that is um, the American. If we have something similar here in Canada, I definitely been on it. <laughs> as a kid, so, like, that, that one, that water hits you, and it's hot out, oh, it's so refreshing, it's just refreshing, so, let's get into it, though, so, they are the May of the mist, there's rainbows, because, yeah, there's rainbows at any point, because, it's the falls anyway they are getting soaked as they get closer to the falls and he's just so happy he is so happy and there's another rainbow and she's like this is washing away all of the stress to start fresh and we're you know making the are we sorry she's like are we making the right choice to get married felt like an episode of the office and it's like are y'all gonna just like pam and what's the same again shit sorry i've totally lost it jim right jim yeah yeah jim and he's like are you, just, are you gonna do that is this, what, is this what's gonna happen you're all gonna get married on the main and the miss Although I don't think they got married on *Made in the Mist*, so they could actually have a wedding. Um, I think they—they did, they did, right? Shit, I can't remember. No, they didn't. They ended up getting married on *Made of the Mist*, right? I'm going into the office now. Here we go. They got married on the actual *Made of the Mist* because everyone was like just on their ass, <laughs> and this, they weren't able to really enjoy the wedding. <laughs> they went that route, but anyways. It kinda of feels like what it could have been and what it ended up being. But anyways. So, um, yeah, they're like, Are we making the choice? Are we gonna get married in and blah she's like, It's the water, it's the rainbows. <laughs> and you know, we are just thriving in the energy source that is Niagara Falls. And um she's like, Are you down or not? And he's down. So we're getting married. <laughs> Anyway, that's it for Ashley and my mother getting married, guys. Yay. So, we're going to take a quick little break here. When we come back, we are going to finish up with our other couples. Have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast? Like this one that you're listening to right now, well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called PodMatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, "I want to, I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match." So, if you want to do this you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H dot com forward slash reality R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and you can be the guest on our podcast. Have you ever thought... Of starting your very own podcast, doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless, and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is the podcast software that I use for our editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsend for me. Also with AluDo, you can create clips, you can do your ads as thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly, just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Ludo to publish your episodes, just straight from the software it's so easy I highly highly recommend it you can get access to by using our unique link which you can find on our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes and you can get access to an easy software and we are back so let's jump in with Jasmine and chino Oh boy. So Gino is being real mean to the vegetables. He's not in a good mood because of what he's been told about Dane Dan. And oh my god, guys, did you notice in the in the moment she said Dane? Not Dan. But then that was quickly taken away and she went back to saying Dan. So he says that, you know, he's going to expect something now because you took that $2,000 from him. And Jasmine's like, no, he's not. And he's, and then Gina's like, like, why are you talking to him anyways? And Jasmine's like, he's a good guy. Then Jasmine at this moment has to bring up the fact, like when I talk to my exes, like it's just a friendship thing. When you talk to your exes, it's because there's any naked pictures of me. Okay. All right. So I do, I feel, get a little more details here about what actually happened, which makes me even more mad as from what, like, what is about to happen, what Gino is about to say to her. She tells us that the ex actually sent the naked photos to her job, and that is why she lost her job. First of all, to the bitch out there who did that to her, you're fucking disgusting and you deserve to be in the pits of whatever fucking hell you deserve to go to. You're a woman sending another woman's nudes to her fucking job to threaten her livelihood. She is a mother and has to provide for her children. How fucking dare you? Sick. There's that. Of course, Gino is the one to blame here because- if you didn't send the photos in the first place, that never would have happened. Um, clearly, this woman is a jealous person and for whatever reason was wanting, I guess, maybe she wanted Juno back. I don't know. Um, But like, the fuck? Like, who the fuck does that? Anyways. So then he asks, so like, did you say anything to provoke her to do that? excuse me? And that's what Jasmine says. While a knife is kind of a midair, she's like, what? What'd you say? And he's like, did you say something to provoke her? And I'm like, the fuck you say, sir? And she's (laughs) stabs, stabs the cutting board and is like, are you really asking me if I did something to provoke her? And he's like, hear what I said? Okay. Jasmine goes off here, but I'm not save that for a second. Gino, I don't give a shit what Jasmine may or may not have said to your ex. Your ex basically in a I mean, I don't want to use the term revenge porn because that's not correct, but in a fit or whatever the fuck, decided to send your girlfriends at the time naked pictures to her fucking job. And that was the reason she lost her job. And we will later find out that not only did she send the pictures to Jasmine's job, which how the fuck did she know where she worked? That's a good question. But also sent it to bloggers who also have seen it or posted it. People probably, there's probably a lot of people and I have not seen them, but who have. And I think as a woman, We can all like agree here, that's not a good feeling to know that your naked pictures are out there in the world, and then to find out that the reason really that they are that, that that is the case, is because the man you're about to marry. Now, my man would never, I know that for a fact, my man would never, he actually would go as far as, like if I send him pictures, would delete them just to keep everyone happy, you know? Um, Not not that I've told him to do that, but that's what he's done to protect me, to protect him, whatever. My man would never. So the fact that your man would do that to you is horrible. But then to have just the, people suck, people really suck. That's not okay. Okay. So then Jasmine says, are you really trying to tell me that I did something to provoke her to send those pictures out to people? And then she says, I wish that I fucked Dane Dan that last night. And then they kind of go out, so this back and forth with each other of, you know, I would have fucked him so good like we used to. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I would have fucked my exes too or some shit. And like, and like I would have, they didn't know they're better than you or whatever. And she's like, oh, I have no doubt that they're better than you. I just don't know about you. (laughs) Anyway, she then goes upstairs and she's like, I'm not going to marry this fucking idiot. (laughs) And she goes upstairs. And yeah. So, Of course, this is the problem and probably why he has an issue with the Dane Dan situation because this is what you did last time. Now, is this maybe a little more warranted? Although, threatening that I should have fucked my ex is not warranted. But, do I understand it? Yes. Because this fucking guy is actually trying to make it seem like you did something wrong to have his ex sent you're a naked photo to the world. That's not fucking okay. That's fucking wrong. Maybe stop using Dane Dan to get your point across because you've done that before. it before. and didn't go well. This is actually mellow than compared to that. So in the next scene, he says like, you know, I'm sorry, she says like, I forgave him because I love him. It was the most embarrassing thing that she had had to go through. She like says to him, explains to him, like, "You know what happened? You know what she did." He then says, not to her, that he has the right to be mad at her about Dane Dan. Which, yes, Gino, you do have the right to be mad at you. She literally knows what her telling you was going to make you upset. She knew that. She knew it was wrong. Which is why she hid it for so long. She knew that. But for you to go so low as to insinuate that Jasmine did something wrong for this psycho bitch to post her pictures, her naked pictures on the internet and send them to her job. It's... I feel like she did that because she's like, well, she's a teacher. She's around kids and she's sending naked pictures to people. Teachers are human too. Teachers have relationships, have sex, whatever. <laughs> They're all human. So yeah, she's allowed to have a sexual side to her and still be a teacher and be a great one. It's fucked up. Like, I'm. Just, can we f- fuck finding Rob's mom? Can we find the bitch who did this to Jasmine? And because that woman deserves to be just have hate being spewed at her. It's so wrong what she did. I don't think we've ever really focused hard on on that aspect of it because of the shenanigans that is jasmine and jano but that is some shit that is some fucked up shit that went down anyway so he basically says like listen i know jasmine she's gonna need some time so he's gonna give her some time to cool off and then he will talk to her so 30 minutes later he goes to talk to her he immediately apologizes for upsetting her he acknowledges what she went through was hard. And he understands that it is still a sensitive subject for Jasmine. So, you know, yeah. But he's like, but I did things. She's so sorry. She says, I did things too. I know that. She's like, I went on that date. I mean, goodbye dinner <laughs> with Dane Dan that last night. I accepted the $2,000. He says, like, the fact that you are talking to him still, it hurts me. And he's like, you know what? You don't like when I talk to my exes, so I don't like that you talk to yours. So I think it's time to end the friendship with Dane Dan. And I guess we're going to have to say goodbye to Dane Dan. About Dane Dan. (laughs) So um, she's like, obviously she's hurt by this. I understand this too. But at the same time, it's like, okay, she says her priority is Gino. She wants to make sure he's happy. So if ending her friendship with Dane Dan is what's going to do it, she's going to do it. So he's like, I don't care how you do it. You can voice note him. You can um, text him, whatever you want to do. I'm fine. She's like, okay, I'm going to voice note him. And Gino's right there as she's doing it. And did y'all notice? on her, on the text screen, she, I think it was her that messaged, hey babe, I think, might have been him, it could have been him, but anyways, nonetheless, y'all call each other, well, yeah, we know they do, so, she messages, she said, that starts the note, and she's like, hi, Dane Dan, um, good news, I'm getting married, Well, you, you already knew that, but, you know, Gino hates you. And, um, he doesn't we talking to you anymore. I'm sure you understand that you're a man. You wouldn't want your significant other talking to their ex, right? Yeah. So because of this, like, I'm going to have to end this friendship here. We're going to have to leave this here today. Um, I wish you all the best. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, that's it. She and the conversation or the, the voice note. And she kind of says like, I hope you have a good life. And she's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> that's kind of look that he gave. Um, but that's it. That's over. And she's like, I'm hungry. Let's go finish the food. So they're good now. And, and they're in the moment together. They, Jasmine says, our exes are dead to us. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, they're dead right. <laughs> he's like, yeah, no, of course. Absolutely. Please. Please. And um, she, uh, she's like, I don't remember my ex. What was that guy's name? Who gave me $2,000 for my butt. Anyways. That is it for Gino and jasmine okay clayton and amelie are next so they're at the bed store clayton and his mom things have been less tense between clayton and amelie since they were in san diego because y'all they had sex (laughs) like duh and um but the wedding plans have been maybe creating some more stress. And he says, you know, he's asked Brandy to help, but isn't really sure if she's helping since the last time they spoke when he was in San Diego and she hung up on him. He says it's been stressful. But yeah. So mom says, you know, I don't really have a problem with Annalie, but you know, when I'm trying to sleep, the lights are on, she's loud, she's cooking, and she's being very um, passive-aggressive with her comments on Annalee. Clayton says, you know, his mom feels like she needs to learn English more and maybe cook American food and, you know, clean the dishes more, but he does also say, like, my mom's approach is a passive-aggressive approach, and, you know, that's maybe not being easily translated to Emily, and he doesn't like that she does that. So, mom says, you know, I would feel a lot better, you know, if she cooks, like, American food, like, once a week. Like, where are the cheeseburgers at, ma'am? You want to know what the cheeseburgers are at? The cheeseburgers are at Sonic. The cheeseburgers are at McDonald's. The cheeseburgers are at would you guys have Wendy's in America? I don't know. But like, those are where the cheeseburgers are at, okay? So if you want a fucking cheeseburger, go there and get your fucking cheeseburger. Okay? Like, really? You want a fucking cheeseburger? You, you, you make the fucking cheeseburger, ma'am. You go get your American cheese and your f- fake beef patties that you can just stick in the oven anyways. You do it, ma'am. Like, and again, just the grossness of like, yeah, let's eat some cheeseburgers instead of the chicken that Emily's cooking. That's probably way more healthy for you. Be fucking thankful my girl isn't cooking the guinea pigs, okay? My God. Anyway, mom just say to say like, yeah, she cooks more chicken. He likes beef. Beef is his favorite, so again, red cheeseburgers at, bam. mm Just no. Anyway, Clayton wishes that there was more patience with each other. And, you know, less digs. Mom's like, there are no digs. I'm not digging at her. I'm fine. I have no problems with her. Yet you're talking shit about her behind her back and then later literally behind her back even though you think that she doesn't know what y'all are talking about but she may not have a clear idea of everything that you're saying but she has an idea of what you're saying it's passive-aggressive um but then she says you know all she does is speak spanish because that's her freaking like best language she speaks but she does to speak spanish You never learns to speak english you know y'all talking to each other you know we should be able to have like a family conversation get your fucking translator out then and you can speak in english and it will translate it to her in spanish and then she'll speak and then it will translate it to english wow what a concept until she learns how to speak english like i think people think that the English language is the easiest language in the world to speak. It's not. It's not an easy language to speak for those people who don't speak English. If anything, as a person who had to learn French in this country, because it's my second language here, in or our second language here, and official language here in Canada, I also learned Spanish. The concepts of both of these languages, including Italian, is very similar. They do Things very similarly. And if anything, if you, depending on the word, certain words in French, Spanish, Italian sound very similar. And it is a much easier language to learn. So, mom, why don't you learn Spanish while she learns English? So that way you guys can have a family conversation. It just shows like you care. To some extent, but she doesn't, so anyways. So Clayton feels that she thinks that everything is happening to her. She says this to Sir, but mom says, If I had somewhere to go tomorrow, I would go because I feel like that's what you're trying to do, anyways. Again, that, that gross passive aggressiveness. That is not okay. Um, Clayton doesn't necessarily say no, that's not what he's trying to do, but I mean, um, I don't want to like hate on his mom. We don't know her financial situation. We don't know if she works. We don't know. But mom, you're living in a fucking closet. Don't you want a place of your own? so you don't have to live in the fucking closet, like, anyways, moving on, so the next scene, we see asking Emily, where's my toothbrush, she has the toothbrush, anyway, they have a few days away, they're, sorry, they are a few days away from the wedding, and she's like, you know, all he does is play games instead of dealing with the wedding, Yet, it's like, he claims that all he does is deal with the wedding. And he can't have Lee help because she doesn't speak the language. And it's like, but you're also employing, employing your sister, or maybe, I don't even know, like you have your sister helping you, potentially financially, pay for this wedding. Like, we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, they start, like, arguing a little bit here. We find out that they don't have an officiant yet. I'm going to save my thoughts on the officiant situation until we make it into Indiana. But, um, he's like, I don't think, um, sorry, I don't think that she has someone who's doing her makeup. She wants, like, a makeup artist, which is, again... Not an abnormal thing to want on your wedding day. She wants to look her best. Um, but that hasn't been arranged um, for her. I mean, there are some things I'm sure she puts her mind to as she can try to do on herself. For example, the makeup artist. Nonetheless, we hear mom in the living room area being like, you know, I'm hearing a lot of Spanish arguments because... They can't just be arguments. They're, they're literally Spanish arguments. So I guess I have English arguments and then she's having Spanish arguments. And then if you're Greek, you can be having Greek, you know, arguments. Like, what is Spanish arguments? Anyway, she's like, I know they're having an argument because she speaks faster. Um, she speaks like, so her Spanish gets faster, which again, Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this. It's not just different speaking people who might get a little more animated and talk fast. Us English speaking people do the exact same thing, but maybe you're so in your head, you don't realize you're doing it. But like I'm, I am I haven't, well, I haven't been in a serious argument with my boyfriend where I, f- like I can catch that with him. Um, but I have caught that with my ex when we've had fights and arguments, and you know he's gotten into maybe an argument with someone else or whatever, and I've overheard it. And I will never forget how fast he started talking. He was actually breaking into patois. Pot- <laughs> for those who don't know, it's broken English, and he his accent got extremely thicker because he was Jamaican. He is Jamaican, and he was the accent got so extremely thicker and I'm just like shit, (laughs) you know so again he's an English speaking person who in a moment of frustration he got animated which means with anime, with him getting animated means he got, he started speaking faster, his accent got thicker and that's what happens so this whole thing about Annalie being like, oh you know, she's getting mad because she's speaking faster in Spanish and it's just like and she equates it to because she's a Spanish speaking person. I'm just like, no, that's just human nature. We all do it. Doesn't matter what language you are speaking. So stupid. Anyway. Um so we hear Clayton asking for his EpiPen, and my mom is like, was he allergic to? And I'm like, the goddamn guinea pigs. <laughs> He's allergic to the goddamn guinea pigs. Um, so stupid. Like, your allergy is so severe that you need a fucking EpiPen. So stupid. Anyways, um, then he goes to his mom and they're both like talking shit about Annalie, being frustrated the fact that like he's doing everything on his own for the wedding, not getting any help from her because she can't speak the language and we're just hearing this and Annalie, you can hear like, you can see that she's kind of like listening. She does say that I don't understand everything they're saying, but I know they're talking about me and she's not wrong. She's like, you can clearly tell like she knows enough that she knows it's that, that's her they're talking about. It's fucked up. So, um, so she comes out and she's like, So, um, what are you guys talking about? What are you saying about me? And he says to her, like, you know, talking about the fact that I'm frustrated because I'm doing everything um, by myself or arranging everything by myself because you don't speak the language. And she does say, But Clayton, you don't tell me what needs to be done. I might ask you, but you're not actually telling me what needs to be done. I could text somebody because they could probably use a translator app and he would just, you know, if someone would talk to her through text message. So it's just like, I believe her. But then he says, oh, you know, she's gaslighting me and blah, 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 because she's, I guess he's trying to say like, Maybe they have had these conversations, and I, I don't know because to me, I think he's just using the word to use the word. I don't think gaslighting is the right word to use in this situation because I don't think she's gaslighting him. Anyways, so now they're getting ready to travel to Indiana, the pigs are coming with them, and the sounds that they are making are so cute. and I actually said, "What does that mean?" Are they happy? Are they scared? What's happening? <sighs> um, but, you know, the are in the car at one point, he asks Annalie, can you check on the guinea pigs? And she checks on them, and like, they're still. He's like, they're still. Yeah, they're still. Are they dead? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're fine. They're probably just scared. Yeah. Um, Because they might even, like like I know with our bird... When he sees the travel case, he knows. Oh shit! Y'all taking me to go get my wings clipped and my toes clipped and all. Like he doesn't like it. He knows that, but also birds are very smart and um they uh, they remember everything, right? So I don't know about the guinea pigs, but maybe they know. I'm in this fucking crate. Are you taking me to the vet? <laughs> so, yeah. Um. So Aunt Lee again asks in this moment, like, tell me what you told your mom. And he's like, I'm distressed. Um, he feels like he's doing this all alone again because of her lack of English. Um and she's like, I can't learn English fast, but um, I don't see her learning Spanish. Boom. so we are now at this rental house in indiana it's two hours i think he said it was two hours to get there anyway this place is fucking cool because it has an indoor pool and he's like it's old it's an old house my school gives a shit has an indoor pool (laughs) um so he's like oh look here's a closet for mom sir (laughs) can she get a bedroom this time? This, you know, for now. Anyway, Brandy's here and he calls her his arch nemesis. Weird. Brandy says that, um, I've never seen him plan anything. He lives with my mom. Of course he doesn't plan shit, basically. Um, so she's like, okay, You've given me all the shit you want me to do. So let's go through the shit that you wanted me to do. And let's figure out what I haven't done. And maybe we you have taken initiative to do your fucking self because this is your fucking wedding. And she's like, okay, so you got one on an alpaca and a llama. You know, I couldn't couldn't find one. I did try though. No, she didn't. She she heard alpaca and llama or llama, she's like, fuck this shit, I'm not doing that, and she's like, I'll just slap them, it's fine, it's very funny, Emily looks very disappointed that there's not going to be a llama or alpaca at her wedding, okay, anyways, she's like, you know, okay, so what do you, like, have, basically, I think they mentioned, like, he has plates and flowers, no cutlery, because what's the point of the fucking plates if there's no cutlery, But at least you'll have flowers. It's fine. It's fine. And uh, this is where my commentary is going to come in. No officiant. They have no officiant. How do you tend to get married without a fucking officiant? And Clayton's like, well, anyone in the state of Indiana can officiate a marriage. And Brandy thinks that he's basically telling me this because he wants me to officiate the wedding. And here's what I'm going to say before I go further. Getting an officiant, it's not a long process. Now, like for me, with my marriage, we planned whatever, what we ended up doing. We planned it in a month. The officiant, I probably called within three weeks before. And it was doable. It was fine. It happened, but I still did it within the three weeks As you know, because, and it's not cheap either. From when I did it, which was about 10 years ago now, it, Jesus, 10 years ago. Wow. (laughs) That just hit me. Um, it, um, it was $300 for an officiant. And he was amazing. And it was great. Cool but like it, it doesn't just happen. There's a process because even when like you do it and from how I did, we paid half first and then half later, um, before we still got married, wanted to just do it all before, but we did that. And he, um, said, okay, like, how do you want to have your wedding? Do you want to have a non-denominational wedding? Do you want to have a religious wedding? If you want to have a religious wedding, do you want a really heavy religious wedding? Or do you want, like, you know, sprinkle of it in there? And, like, how do you want to do it? Are you going to do your own vows? Are you going to do... There's a process of what is... It doesn't just happen. If there's a lot more involved, again, people who have been married... Or are married? Know this, it doesn't just happen. You need to have like a, some sort of conversation with your officiant, and maybe you could have had that, you know, prior till now because you're getting married in three days. It's ridiculous. I've never seen a person so stupid <laughs> in my life, um, and not real. This is why. This is why you let the women do the work. Like seriously, I would never, everything that I planned in my wedding, I did. My ex was not at all involved in any of the planning because if I waited on him, nothing would have happened. The same thing will probably happen in my future one too. Because not because, I mean, my boyfriend's, I think a lot more mature and a lot more aware of things, but if I left everything to him, nothing would be done. That's just, again, let the women do the work. (sighs) Anyways, Brandy says, I feel like I'm doing all this planning for a wedding that I can't even enjoy. And Clayton, the asshole he is in this moment, says, But it's our wedding. We're going to enjoy it, not you. I would (laughs) have, I would have, I would have, I would have killed him know um, when I problem solved. What the fuck? So rude. Not your wedding. <laughs> fuck you. You're making her plan everything, so guess what? It's it's her wedding now too. Anyway, Emily is more concerned about, um, her bachelorette party. And what's that gonna be like? So Brandy says, well, her just gonna have a chill night, you know, have some drinks, um, you know, have like a fire, you know, chill. And Annalie doesn't look at all impressed by this. And Clayton's like, okay, what are you really doing? And she's like, I told you, she wants me to plan a bachelorette party within days notice. And it's not doable. It's like, she has a plan. And as we can see next time on, my girl had a plan. But she says, if I tell him there's going to be a man who's going to strip down to his socks and have a problem. So, she's lying. Yeah, so she she is lying to her brother. But anyway, that's it for Clayton and Annalie. Let's finish up quickly with Sam and Chitra. I did it this time, so Dad wants to ride a horse while he's here. He wants to ride a horse in the mountains while he is uh here, and um we are currently on the way to Sam's house. We're gonna be meeting Dad, and I thought his brother was there, but i'm I'm not sure actually if he was there um but we're gonna eat some American food and I think the American food is, like, potatoes and that kind of, we'll, we'll talk about, I think we talked about it in, in American, but, you know, typical, you know, American food. And they have a potato, which, of course, is something that, you know, to help, like guess, wash um, it properly or thoroughly when they have to do prayer, so they have that. Um, Papa Sam, whose name is Brian, but I really like calling him Papa Sam, did greet her dad in indonesia and he did it i was so proud of him and then i think because they like her dad herman sees the potatoes and he's like does sam eat potatoes every day yes yes he does that's fucking disgusting um anyway it's a lot of food because well americans and he feels like they think he might be like it might be like alien food because we're not taking a lot of food. No, they don't eat like you. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and her family says, "Well, the food is kind of bland." Anyway, they um, we find out here that the flight from Indonesia to where he is, where he's in, I can't remember, um is 30 hours, 30 fucking hours, I don't think so, anyways, Papa Sam feels happy about them getting married, he says, um, I feel like Sam was not responsible at times, but you know what, he's doing a lot better, he's like, I got five kids, and you know what, I always thought that four of them matured then, you know, Sam's Sam's catching up. He's doing a lot better. He's maturing now, too. Shit. You, he basically is like, you, sir, suck. But my other kids are fine. But this one, I don't know what happened. I guess this one fell off the turnip truck. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, And then Sam's like, listen, I'm trying to make a good impression on her dad. And he just threw me right under the bus. He's like, how is this helping me? You know what I mean? And he goes, we are talking about whether or not weed is legal in Indonesia. No, it's not. And her dad is like, listen, if you have one cigarette of weed, it's a felony, first of all, and you get five years in prison. Wow. There are some murderers who get less than that. Anyways, um, he's like, now after hearing this that you have five years in prison I know how to tell this man about my diversion <laughs> good luck anyways now it's um, now they're outside I guess after I eat the eating and it's Sam, Dritra, the sisters Herman and basically the sisters are told to fuck off and go inside because this is going to be bad. And Chitra's like, listen, we we need to tell them we can't wait anymore. And um, she tells him, okay, tell him about the diversion. Tell him what's going on. So Sam says, okay, well, <clears throat> you know that um, I got in trouble, right? Because my meds, quote unquote, were expired. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, you know that, right? And Herman's like, well, why was I on meds? Was he sick? mean. Yes. Yes, he definitely was. But I feel like Herman is the kind of person that sees addiction as a choice and not an illness. So anyway, he explains, well, I did get addicted to painkillers. I'm sober now, but I'm on medication to help me stay sober. So his Suboxone. And um dad's like well you know what i do right you know what i do for a living correct my fucking cops are and you're talking about me about drugs and addictions and all this shit like what the fuck (laughs) and he um then uh, sam continues by saying well there's a little bit of a problem right I had, uh, this diversion I was supposed to do, this I was supposed to apply for, and, uh, I didn't, cause I'm a fucking idiot. And, um, I missed the deadline, and now I might serve prison time. And dad asks, okay, how long would you have to serve? Six months to a year. Dad is not happy. And he says, I kinda wanna call off this wedding. And he says, if he does end up doing prison time, I am going to want to bring my daughter back home with me to Indonesia. Damn. And um, Dad tells Sam, if you are addicted to drugs, you will not marry her. Chitra, you will not marry her. And he's like, I'm, I'm sober, sir. It's fine i'm good anyway um sam definitely feels that um disappointing herman is by far the worst thing even worse even more worse than him disappointing his own fucking parents anyways that is it for sam and chitra so next time on we're dancing on a yacht ashley and manuel Um, but then he starts crying because he says he misses his kids. Tear my heart out. Um, Nikki and Justin Igor at the engagement party, and um, y'all, y'all. She apparently is told she's supposed to be doing a live performance, and which she does. And I said, "What the fuck am I listening to?" Which reminds me, I did find a YouTube video of Nikki performing or a music video of some sort. I will be listening to this or watching this music video um, for next week's episode. And I will, during their segment, critique said YouTube video and uh, most likely post it to the socials once I've watched it. Anyways, <laughs> Sophie is going to tell Claire that she's um, bisexual. Sam is going ring shopping and his mom is with him, and of course his mom is still going on with her same shit about, you know, he he literally just asked her, "Are you coming to the fucking mosque to witness me convert and marry her?" And she's like, "Well, I don't think you should have to convert in order to marry somebody." That's not what fucking asked you, ma'am. Answer the fucking question. Anyway, and then Annalie is. And getting her American bachelorette party in this stripper. This stripper is a goddamn choice, a choice I wouldn't have made. But that is it for ninety day OG. So if you like what you heard, please like, share, rate, and review the podcast. You can rate and review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Don't forget, we are on all your favorite podcast apps. So make sure you hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to either Facebook or Instagram at Times 2 Or you can go to Twitter, X, whatever, um, TikTok, and Reddit at realitytimes 2 Pod. You can also email us at realitytimes2 at and you can um, go to our website which is solo.to forward slash realitytimes2 and you can also go to our YouTube page which is at realitytimes2 on YouTube and you can listen to all the podcasts there. We have shorts over there as well um, so you can go there for that as well. And don't forget, I have my podcast with my friend Mikel, called Next Take Podcast, where we have two conversations about just about anything that you can think of. Currently, we are finishing up January, and we're going to be entering into Black History Month in February. So definitely look out for that, and we will be putting an episode here on this feed, um, in February and I'm not going to spoil it but I will say if you are a Broadway fan uh, as I am to a certain extent I will be talking about someone that I think is very important to the black history movement kind of if you want to say more into the black history um, that I don't think gets the recognition that they deserve so i that's all I'm going to say. And I am going to put that episode on our feed, on on my feed here. So look out for that. But that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.